0: We had these old boards that were an old fence that got torn down and we used these pieces of wood to paint on the front, carry the light. And on the back, the girls got to sign their names and write stuff about themselves. And they were, music changed me. Music is my life. I love Angel Street. This is the best. Just really encouraging things. And that's how we got to see, to answer your question, how it affects them, you know, individually as well as a group. You know, we've had a lot of teachable moments with the girls to be able to encourage them to remain a team.
1: Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Today, we're going back to a show we did in 2015 with Jill Dyson. Jill has an artistic background, an incredible voice. She's participated in show choir, concert choir, musical theater, acting lessons, plays through school and community theaters. She takes that experience and starts a ministry here in Memphis called Angel Street. Angel Street develops girls by providing musical training in communities with limited artistic opportunities. They're located in one of Memphis' poorest communities. By the way, it was through Angel Street that Jill met and built a relationship with Tarion Bass Woods, one of Angel Street's first participants in 2013. Currently, Tarion is touring with Christian artist Toby Mack as female vocalist for Diverse City. Angel Street is available to girls ages 8 to 18 from several schools in the North Memphis community. Let's join the conversation now with Jill Dyson and discover the backstory to this incredible ministry. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint.
0: Thank you for having me. So glad to be here.
1: Back in 2010, you won the Memphis Star Regional Talent Competition and placed third with the Gospel Music Association for your original song, Stop and Pray. That's correct.
0: Actually, Stop and Pray was from a competition when I first started. It was really my first song ever written. I collaborated with a friend of mine who also writes, and we competed in the Gospel Music Association, which was music in the Rockies back in the day up in Estes Park, Colorado. And we went out there and just entered, just kind of to see how we were doing and how we started things off, just to see if we had a future in songwriting for what we were passionate about. And we ended up getting third place. So that was good encouragement to keep going. And I'm glad we did.
1: Joe, I got acquainted with your ministry at Hope Presbyterian, which Mm -hmm. I know you're part of the worship team, have been for many years. And if a heart was sad or some extra encouragement or joy, God has anointed you and just the ministry he's given you through music, really encouraged my heart many times. I know other people too.
0: Wow. That's encouraging. Thank you very much. Yeah. I've been on the worship team there for 14 years. We've just got an excellent um, music program there and it's been a blessing to kind of learn from the best Bruce Carroll, Grammy and Dove winner and excellent worship leader. And he has a lot of influence in a lot of my songs because he's co-written a lot of those with me and has also produced a number of of songs for me so it's been an amazing opportunity for me to really learn and now past few years I've had the opportunity to grow from where we started and that's just been a a godsend.
1: Bruce takes me back into the early 80s when I was in Christian radio playing vinyl records. Yes. And and I had the little 45s. You remember the 45s? Yes. And I would play Bruce Carroll's music. Record companies would send these promotional records. And after they aired, you know, we could keep them. So I had a collection and I had several of Bruce's records Mm -hmm. and I kept them. And we moved years later. We're missionaries, the other side of the world. I took them with me. I was talking with Craig Strickland one day Mm -hmm. and I told him the story. He said, do you mind if I take those records he had them specially framed and oh, presented to Bruce yeah. yeah come to find out he had no copies of those wow so it was really a blessing to that see is awesome Bruce light up like that oh I bet yeah I bet that
0: made his day how long
1: have you been married now
0: I've been married for almost 17 years and we got married really kind of before we graduated from college so we walked down the aisle Two years in a row. <laughs> One for our wedding and the next for graduation. So we just were anxious to get married. We were very in love and, yep, been married for that long with three boys. I was going
1: to say, I have three sons.
0: Oh, Okay, my three sons is actually the name of my publishing company. Really? My three sons spelled S-U-N-S, but yeah. Did you grow up in Memphis? Grew up, born and raised here. Really? Mm-hmm. We went to college at UT Knoxville. That's where my husband and I met. I attended school four years there, then just moved back to Memphis and have been here ever since
1: what about your interest in music and songwriting where and how did that begin
0: well really i've had a interest in musical theater growing up that's been kind of my start in music i did like concert and show choirs growing up but I would say musical theater was just a, a great outlet for me. I was a theater minor at UT Knoxville, and and just that's kind of where mo- most of my music experience came from. I came back, and I just thought, you know, that was just kind of a passion and a hobby of mine. Never considered myself a songwriter or a professional singer by any means. And then I started with Hope Worship Team as a volunteer first in the choir, and then pretty quickly moved to the front line, which is kind of on individual mics and, and requires a lot of extra extensive practice and vocal rehearsal and yeah. a little bit more expertise. So we would work there on the weekends and that just kinda of grew a inside passion that I had and somebody mentioned, you should start writing and I said, You yeah, know, I did a little bit of writing when I was younger, just to play around, yeah. you know, nothing serious, usually for song competitions and stuff at our school and in college, uh, but nothing, you know, more parodies than anything, nothing original. So the very first song I wrote was Stop and Pray.
1: Now, the songwriting, has it become natural for you?
0: I love it. I like to collaborate, though. I'm not an individual writer. I don't write a lot of my own stuff by myself because I really like the feedback that I get in a collaborative effort. And that's typically what most people do. I mean, most of the songs are collaborative, especially since I don't. Don't play an instrument. That is the biggest obstacle I think I face if I'm songwriting alone. I love to come up with an idea and a chorus and a melody. But some of the fine details, especially with composing and creating a melody and writing a chart for your original piece, you really need somebody who plays. (laughs) So (laughs) that is why I've done a lot of my collaborating with different people who play instruments.
1: How does music become something deeper than just words and chords for you?
0: That's a great question. I've always been a little bit of a storyteller in my songs. I would say that's kind of like the little country side of me. love to tell other people's stories. I love to tell my own story. And just really been focused on just inspirational songs. Family friendly. It can be a fun song. Um, I love inserting humor whenever possible. I've got a couple of silly songs. Uh, but all have just kind of an inspirational theme in general. Whether right. it's faith-based, which right. is, I would say that's the dominant area that I focus on is spiritual songs, Christian-based.
1: Do you have to be in a certain mood, a certain environment to be inspired? How do you get inspired?
0: It's always great to be in a natural environment. I I do a lot of writing in my backyard. We kind of face this lake, and it's just a real natural setting, and that's very inspirational for me. But sometimes it's been in a room with no windows with a friend of mine, Stephanie, and we've written many times with kids running around in the background. (laughs) and It just depends.
1: Real life. (laughs) Some
0: songs take, you know, a day. To write, and some songs take literally years in the making. The song that is my newest, actually, is kind of an anthem for my nonprofit organization, Angel Street. That was written, actually, about four and a half years ago and revisited over the past year. Really got an opportunity to to see it in a different way. I knew it wasn't quite finished, so I never really brought it to the studio to complete. Because once you do that, you're not settled. You can change and make changes if you want to. But if you really announce that song, it, it kind of stays there. So I wasn't quite ready for that yet. And I knew there was just something in my soul that was stirring that just needed to develop a little bit more with it. And so I, I took it actually to Nashville. Billy Smiley produced the song and helped me finish it out. And I took one of our members of Angel Street, Terry and Bass, with me. And we kind of collaborated to just make a better chorus and round out the details to finish it out, and I could not be more excited. To me, it's a testimony of, of God's timing. Sometimes you have to wait on that for the best to come out.
1: Billy Smiley somebody else I used to play on the radio. Oh, yes. <laughs> back White the, Heart? Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yes. You remember the first time you stepped into a recording studio? What was that like?
0: Oh, I do remember that. I was so scared. <laughs> I just remember being <laughs> petrified. It was kind of intimidating. We have a huge blessing of our church houses a studio which is very state-of-the-art and it's actually attached to our church so it's an amazing gift really especially as i was starting out and i I think it was stop and pray was my very first project actually i take that back i I did participate a couple times collaboration song projects that we did throughout hope we did a couple worship cds and i did a lot of background vocals and stuff like that maybe a duet with Austin Carroll on that particular one. So I think that was my first time in the studio and I just didn't, I couldn't get used to the earphones, the <laughs> yeah. headphones. So I, I realized like I do today, I'm putting one ear off and one ear on so I can yeah. hear the room yeah. as well as in studio.
1: I do that all the time just by doing an interviews like this. Yeah. Jill, just a moment ago, you mentioned Angel Street, which I know has become a passion of yours. How did this ministry come into reality?
0: We actually started Angel Street in the fall of 2013. When we first started, it was actually a temporary project. We were opening for the Women's Christmas Dinner at Hope Presbyterian. The Women's Ministry puts that on every year. We were actually featuring Sarah Simmons from The Voice. Yeah, NBC's Sarah's been the on Voice. our show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. She's excellent. And she put on an amazing show that night. And we had the opportunity to open... With a children's choir for her. Uh, I've served on the entertainment and events committee at Hope and the women's ministry department. So they just kind of approached me and asked me, would you like to do a children's choir? And I said, ugh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had no desire to do a children's choir, but I had been involved through Oasis of Hope's programs for years.
1: And this really isn't just any children's choir. We're exactly. talking, yeah, that's the key here.
0: Yes. So I had been involved in the ministry of just an urban through Oasis of Hope, which really focuses on the North Memphis community. And there's a little program. Called Called the warrior princess girls and it's a program that basically just takes them through all kinds of life skills and applies it to their world from self-defense to nutrition to just having a fun time going on different field trips and just different mentoring opportunities for those girls and i had been involved in that in a couple of different areas and noticed they had a lot of interest in music wanted to get involved in some way with singing so i thought during that moment where I was asked to do it, this children's choir, I said, I would love to do a, a all-girl choir with the Warrior Princess girls. Wow. And immediately, it just kind of came out of, my, out of my mouth as I was saying it, and she, Pam Bramlage, said, sure, go, go for it. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I collaborated with Streets Ministries at the time, yep. and they brought six girls. I had five from North Memphis, and we became Angel Street that semester. And we had about eight rehearsals, songwriting session, studio session. Couple of performances, Christmas party. And what we saw was such an amazing opportunity for the girls and us to just collaborate, get together really draw out that creativity that is just inside of them naturally. These girls are interested in music and singing, and that's kind of a prerequisite to yeah. being in this music <laughs> program, just like any sport would be. You need to possess at least an interest in, in growing in a musical way. And it's a music education program, and it slowly just evolved into a full-time deal. We are a nonprofit underneath Oasis of Hope's umbrella, and we are a music education program. That exists to provide that as well as mentoring opportunities for girls in North Memphis. Right now, we are all girls. We kind of like staying that way. I'm really interested <laughs> and have a passion for women's ministry. So I want to stay in that lane. And this is just an extension in my ministry.
1: What excites you most about this work? Gosh,
0: I love the just one-on-one time with the girls. Relationship building. I love to connect the girls with opportunities that they might not normally have. Just having an outlet for them in the afternoons to come to. We held an audition where we had about 25 girls show up to, which was an amazing change. We had five girls to start with the first year and to switch to to build so quickly on that to 25, which rounded out to about 18 to 20 active participants throughout last semester, which was really our kind of official launch of the program and we just saw such an enthusiasm and on our audition the girls came and filled out applications telling us the reasons why they wanted to get involved in Angel Street and the recurring theme was... Just give me something to do after school. I want to be off, out of the neighborhood and into something real and just to have an opportunity to perform.
1: Paint the environment where these girls live and Mm -hmm. what they're facing day to day in their lives.
0: Well, there's a lot of footage that you'll be showing on the video that we took our first semester. Our song, Carry the Light, which I mentioned before, really does serve as our anthem and and what we stand for. It's based on Philippians 2.15 which is go out into the world uncorrupted like a breath of fresh air in a squalid and polluted society. Provide people a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light giving message into the night. And that is our kind of our theme verse. And we took that song and made a music video on just showing the girls where they live, the neighborhood in which we serve. It just depends. I mean, a lot of them have amazing families and loving homes some of them have you know single parent homes and have a lot more freedom than they probably should at age 10 and 9 running around in the neighborhood just kind of freely because the parents are working or unavailable in the afternoons and so this is really great we actually meet in the Bickford Community Center which is their big community center it's been around for years and we work in their facility, right in the meeting room in the back. They're there kind of throughout the week, so we can kind of come any day. We meet on Thursdays to practice, and we rehearse for about two hours, just have some good one-on-one time. We'll do music. We always have really good information to give them, but also great time to build that relationship and earn their trust so we can share a little deeper stuff.
1: Give us some examples, Jill, of how the work is touching these girls from the time you first met them, things that are happening in their lives.
0: Gosh, there's so many girls I could tell you individual stories with, but I want to focus on one girl in particular. I won't mention her name just for privacy issues, but she attended the audition the very first day, and she was holding my hand and just had this light behind her. She was just a real energetic, spontaneous, fun little spirit. I could just sense it about her, and she was really eager, and she couldn't wait. She was helping me. She was kind of my right-hand woman. She was running around asking how she could help. She was holding my hand, and we walked towards the front door to greet some more girls. We got stopped immediately by the center, organizer who runs the Bickford Center and she said no she is not allowed in here she has behavioral problems and she's a bad girl the girl looked up at me and said and just had these big eyes of oh gosh how embarrassing you could tell that that just really crushed her spirit Mm. and I didn't know what to do I just kind of froze it was one of those moments where I was like Okay, I'm not equipped for this. I don't know what to do. God help me. Um, I said, okay, let me have a word with her. So I took her outside. I said, could you call your mom and maybe we can arrange a meeting to where we can talk, you know, among everybody. I don't want this to exist because I see your eagerness to join this group. And to me, this group is exactly for her and girls like her who might have, you know, chosen a a bad path at times. We all do that. But there's always redemption and, and grace, and we wanted her to have a fresh start with us. So what we did was I visited the program director there, and I said, is there anything we can do to give her a fresh start? Would you allow her to come into this? We certainly respect your rules here at the center, but we want to make sure that we include girls like her so we can help develop and steer her in the right direction and encourage her in her way. She said, you know, if I have that meeting with her mother, then that'll be fine. And, And so they did. Long story short, she's on fire for it. She still has little troubles on outside of the program. But within the program, we see such a spirit of enthusiasm, creativity, leadership she's definitely going to be a leader. And so she just has to make that decision on which way she's going to lead. And it's such an awesome thing to just be a part of her journey. Really, we are just called to love them, to love them where they are, encourage them and maybe connect them to future possibilities. But it's really neat. We had this really cool project during the filming of Carry the Light. We had these old boards that were an old fence that got torn down and we used these pieces of wood to paint on the front, carry the light. And on the back, the girls got to sign their names and write stuff about themselves. And they were, music changed me. Music is my life. I love Angel Street. This is the best, just really encouraging things. And that's how we got to see, to answer your question, how it affects them, you know, individually as well as a group. You know, we've had a lot of teachable moments with the girls to be able to encourage them to remain a team.
1: Jill, what I hear you saying is when we are willing to invest some time and the fact that you're spending time providing affirmation mm-hmm. that these girls so desperately need, that can really change the course in the trajectory of somebody's life. If somebody just shows they really care about me.
0: Yeah. A little and, encouragement goes a long way. Yeah,
1: And of course, music is what a wonderful bridge. Yeah. You know, I mean, your passion is with music and how God is using this. It's so exciting to see how he's using the music to connect with these girls.
0: Well, one thing that we know through research and just constant proof through statistics and research and everything is that there's a distinct correlation between math improvement, overall self-esteem grades in general, just confidence levels when girls and boys at young ages are exposed to music and music education. And we also saw within this particular community, which I think is pretty common throughout the Mid-South right now, is they're cutting back on a lot of these programs that are offered to the schools. So we saw a real need in the North Memphis community due to the budget cuts from the schools and some of the extracurricular programs they used to offer. They're not allowing anymore. So we saw a need to okay, now's the time for us to come in and offer this where they normally wouldn't have that opportunity.
1: You mentioned the music video just a moment ago that the girls had an opportunity to participate in. Mm -hmm. Carry the Light, the song that you wrote, and you actually saw it come to life through their participation in this video. Why don't we go ahead now for our YouTube watchers right now, they're going to actually see the video for our radio listeners to listen to the radio show. They'll hear the soundtrack for the song. Why don't we go ahead and share that now? We'll come back on the other side and talk about it.
0: That sounds great. Thanks.
2: Where there once was beauty Now our sidewalks came
1: Seen the video, and our listeners on radio have got to go and see for themselves this video and see these girls. Their faces so exciting.
0: Yeah, I love just the enthusiasm that they had, and really the ownership that they took. You know, they were really given very few cues. They just, you know, a lot of the direction from Nashville Treehouse, who are actually Kim Hill, yeah. native Memphis. Yeah. I don't know if she's been on your show. I, I as used well. to play yeah, I played <laughs> played Kim, her. Yeah, Kim, yeah played you did. Yeah. She <laughs> sure did. Well, she heads up the Nashville Treehouse, which they have a little production side to them. And they became involved in Angel Street just by hearing about it and being just enthusiastic about everything that, that Angel Street stands for and and the girls and were wanting to provide a music video for us and gave us an offer we couldn't refuse and did a fabulous job came down here and took all kinds of memphis scenes and then got the girls to participate did
1: the girls have any suggestions or anything oh t- yes did they? Yeah. <laughs> they always do
0: um and that's what we want we're not there to say okay y'all sing this on the cue. you know we want them to take such ownership and creativity because what's behind those little brains and the minds and the eyes are just something brilliant and really just needs a, a voice needs yeah. a connecting their voice to people People to hear because they're special and amazing girls and it's an awesome opportunity for the voices to be heard that's why we do our songwriting collaborations each semester last year, the very first year when we first launched in two thousand and thirteen, they had an opportunity to write with Kirk Smith with Visible Music College, myself, and the, just the room and they wrote this fun Christmas song called christmas countdown it's just fun it's a countdown from ten to one as opposed to twelve days of Christmas where you count up yeah. and it's just hilarious, fun, energetic, and you can see their creativity then this year, we had the opportunity this past semester to write uh, song and they wrote they chose a totally different path on this one which is really unique to see this one was actually almost like a baptism song it's called walk me to the water It is going to be an amazing project. We're going to hit the studio with that. We're going to record it and have that available, too. But it's a great baptism song. It's beautiful. (laughs) It'll make you weep. It's it's a really special song.
1: The curriculum you mentioned, is this something that you wrote or using somebody else's curriculum, a combination? We
0: are creating this based on Ruth Abigail Smith, who um, has an amazing background in music education. This is her passion was the education side of exposing the girls to a program that will help them in all areas of school and the confidence. And so she and we just added a new member to that curriculum team, and it's Joy Okoth, who serves on the Hope worship team as well. She's a fabulous musician and songwriter and worship leader as well. And I think the two of them together are creating just an amazing curriculum that I'm excited about because it's great, but it's also really catered to these girls and specifically drawing out the strengths that they already have within them. I couldn't be more happy about the way the team is working.
1: Before we go, I want to make sure our friends know how to connect with you, those who might want to invest in the ministry. To learn more about the ministry, go to the website, which the address is.
0: Actually, you can go to jilldyson.com. We have everything kind of featured there. That's how everything kind of started and originated. And you can read blogs and do all kinds of stuff. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Jill Dyson Men. We also have an Angel Street Memphis Facebook page. It's kind of new, but we're launching it. Most of the information on the website can be found through jilldysonministry.com, but you can actually go individually to the Angel Street Memphis page on Facebook to find out more information.